0: Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be
1: a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest,
0: there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Izzy, can you say more buckets or buckets? And you say Josh welcome. Well That
1: was nice, wasn't it? Nice little, nice little one.
0: Hello, you sexy and relatable things. This is Sophia, 86 months, talking to her little sister, Isabella, almost three. Sorry for all the clattering they were having their dinner. Sophia has enjoyed saying your name for months now and has been trying to make Isabella say it, but usually the response she gets is no. This was the first time Isabella played along. We went to the O2 live show. Sophia was shocked to discover you were actual real-life people, not just funny names to say. Thanks for keeping me laughing and brightening up my quiet days in the office. That's Lauren from Great Dunmo, Essex.
1: You're Dunmo.
0: Great Dunmo. What the fuck is that? I've never heard of that.
1: No idea. Great Dunmo. No idea. I met fan of the podcast last night, Rob. Yeah. She said to me, um, she lived in Kent. Yeah. And she said she's been trying to work out. She's like, "Yeah, I know, I know where Rob lives now, and from what he's saying, I've been trying to piece together where he's moving to." Oh God, that's and I thought, concern, so, so I just, it? I just gave her the postcode of your new address. <laughs> How did?
0: Her? Yeah. Well, everyone knows where I live because I now at the moment because I, I walk. Well, you've got that ball. big picture
1: of yourself on the gate, yeah, yeah
0: and get beat. To, yeah, Beckett. I've got Beckett Towers in ten foot letters written on the yeah, front. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> trying to escape a bit of quiet time now um right let's before we bring on rick edwards who is sort of disarmingly attractive it's quite yeah, stressful so good looking we isn't mention
1: it? it but it's actually a really panicked doesn't it do you want some correspondence boomers hi josh and rob when my mum was a kid her and her huge family were taken to blackpool and the fun house included one of those insanely indoor vertical drop plastic slides Ooh. death slides i think you'll remember them to be called rob is that yeah. correct
0: well, they basically repurposed a death slide for a beat the wall, haven't they? I spoke about it before. Yeah, um, yeah. They're the, are they the ones you hold on and they drag you up and let you go, or do you climb up it some stairs? If you you people... climb up,
1: set and then you just fall, don't you?
0: Yep, so the new version of that is they put you in like a suit, because my kid's done it, and they you hold onto like a, a stick and they pull you up and you go as high as you want to go. Ah, rather no. than you climbing up there and shitting yourself. They yeah. basically, you start at one, two, and there's like the top level, which is six, but it slowly builds your confidence rather than you climbing oh, six good. flight of stairs and your dad screams at you, get down the death slide. What's wrong with you? <laughs>
1: Fucking hell, we're on holiday, supposed so to enjoy ourselves. Slide down the death slide. My mum's twin brother was wearing a brown hand-knitted acrylic cardigan. Oh, man. That feels like a detail we need to know. Yes. And as he flew down the slide at a great rate of knots, he put his hand in the pocket of cardigan, <laughs> creating a space for static sparks to catch a light. No. As he reached terminal velocity at the <laughs> bottom of the slide, his whole cardigan caught on fire. No. <laughs> He was quickly patted down and the day continued like nothing had happened. Classic 70s boomer <laughs> <of> parenting. <laughs> oh my God. Keep up the amazing podcast. I'm very much enjoying laughing out loud on my long walks. You make the day go faster. Much love, Lowell Palmer. I thought it was a death slide because of the
0: height, not that
1: you'd catch a light. Yeah. <laughs>
0: How can material make do that? Like
1: how when I, you... how do they know the pocket is the thing that created the fire? Like, that's a very precise way of the parents blaming the kid. Well, you should never put your hand in your pocket, should you? That's why it caught fire. <laughs> Hi, Robin Josh. I have very clear memories of going to local social club with my dad on a Friday and Saturday evening, along with the other local dads and their kids. My dad would enjoy a few beers while I only had one can of Diet Coke for the entire evening. How on earth would one can of Diet Coke last a four year old? all evening well my dad used to tell me that if i drank my coke really really slowly there'd be a free holiday to disneyland at the bottom oh, oh no that's awful cue me drinking as slowly as possible all evening to excitedly look through the hole in the bottom of the empty can to see nothing but metal i would turn to my dad and say there was no holiday my dad would then reply well you have to drink it slower next time oh, Fucking hell. now <laughs> I genuinely only cottoned onto this when I was in my 20s. Oh, God. That's when the old trauma starts coming out. Yeah. Thanks, Laura Bilcock. (laughs) Do
0: you think boomer parenting is basically drunk parenting? Well, there is an element of that, isn't there? They're at a party and they're pissed and they they can't remember what they've said and they say some crap. Because I'm not, and this is not me, just because I remember when I was at that barbecue the other week when I was drunk. I just was saying yes to everything. I wasn't telling them that they'd win it, but like you say things that you, you're, you're basically, uh, so I was talking about this because basically you're unconscious, you're doing unconscious parenting, aren't you? Because yeah. you're drunk, you're, you're not conscious, you're not making decisions in a, from a conscious state, which is what I have to do to stop myself getting over excited. So if I'm too stressed, I have to slow down and do my breathing and meditation so that I'm yeah. conscious because I can become unconscious alcohol makes you unconscious yeah even just a few drinks because you're just wavy and you're having the feeling of being merry or drunk you're not really thinking about everything so that's why people do it it calms your brain down doesn't it um and but it can also be a pattern of, of behavior where if i get unconscious thinking i'm just just going right i have gotta do this gotta do that because i need to get some money and i'm 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 running off old old ways of thinking rather than actually feeling how i feel about it i someone said if someone says do you want to do this job if i'm unconscious i'll just go yep do that because i need to work i need to get money because that's what we do i've got poverty mindset i need money i need money more and stuff where actually if i'm conscious i can be like no let's breathe through this Do I really want to go there? What's happening next week? What's happening? And then you make better decisions because you're more conscious. And that's something where I'm now thinking about drinking a little bit less because I'm doing so well in my day-to-day life, trying to be more conscious and and measured in my decision-making. But then as soon as I go to the pub, I get pissed. And then before I know it, I've replied to four emails and I'm off to the Isle of Man for a five-night gig. I'm like, what happened? So I yeah. think maybe some of this boomer parenting comes from being slightly unconscious yeah. decision-making because really most people know that's a bit of a mean thing to say to your kids. and yes. You can't dress it up as, oh, it's only a laugh. No, it's not because children think literally, and they literally think they're going to go to Disney if they drink that Coke slowly. But anyway,
1: that was a bit of a weird rant, but that's something I've been thinking no, about. I think it's interesting. I think it's genuinely interesting. When my eldest was three in year three, it was her first year during Christmas. In her new school, as we approached the festive season, in anticipation of the mental load hitting dizzying heights, I asked her if she was working on any Christmas projects. She simply looked at me and said, no, we don't really do Christmas at this school because, you know, we've got Joe Wicks' kids there. Mm -hmm. This clearly stopped me in my tracks as we live in rural Leicestershire and Joe Wicks' kids definitely don't go to a school. So I double-checked, are you sure on that? She said, deadpan. Yeah, Joe Wicks' kids really don't like Christmas. Completely dumbfounded. I looked at her and put the pieces together. They don't like Christmas, to which it struck me. Do you mean Jehovah's Witnesses, I said. Yes, that's it, she said. She confused uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, presuming them to be Joe Wicks' kids, because it sounded the same. <sighs> It'd be really confusing if Joe Wicks came out as a Jehovah's Witness. It would. It'd be very confusing. Do you know what? We should have read that email out before the Peter Andre episode. That's that's bad. That's bad presenting from us. But instead, Rob, we've got... An incredible guest.
0: Yes, I love Rick Edwards, he's a good guy, but also as well, he's real in the midst of work-life balance and new baby and their first baby. So not only has he got his work-life balance, he's also got like his old life, new life balance of being a parent now and trying to juggle it. And it's, I think he's, he's doing well, but I think he's, it's tiring. Yeah, he still looks annoyingly good.
1: This is Rick Edwards. Hello, Rick Edwards. How are you? (laughs) You just said that like you read it, like you don't know Rick. (laughs) No. Richard Edwards? Richie Edwards?
2: Yeah, I mean, Richie's fine with me, actually. I I didn't choose to be... The only reason I'm Rick and not Rich is because I changed schools, and when I joined the new school, there was a a lad who had been quite popular who just left who was called Rick, and so everyone was just like, well, we'll just call you Rick as well, just easier. Oh, oh, that's good.
1: So you kind of... you you went on the... rode the wave of his popularity
2: yeah it was actually quite a handy way in because it's intimidating going to a new school yeah um, and it, it worked quite nicely so i didn't really i didn't question it also to be honest i sort of felt like better for someone else to choose it for you because i think rick is better than rich but i would never had yeah it, yeah had rick. I def- to it's it.
0: much better isn't it
2: yeah i think so so yeah but anyway call me whatever you like It's fine. You can read
0: it. But before we start, Rick, I do need to say I'm quite happy with doing this on Zoom because you are one of the most devastatingly tall and handsome people I've ever met, and and it's quite difficult to concentrate in your company. I find, Rick.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing. I could see you read that off as well right no i'm not i'm trying to find <laughs> what i'm trying
0: to do is i'm trying to find a photo of me and you when i met you at wimbledon and i look like a child next to you a pathetic little child next to this massive man that looks <laughs> lovely oh, it just cracked me up that photo but yeah um, we, had, we had a nice time at wimbledon had not we oh it's a lovely gig that was Stormzy was there that year. And he yeah. sat behind me, and he'd never been to tennis before. And he went, and he, and when it went fifteen love, he went. Oh, I swear down, he got fifteen for that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it immediately makes you think the BBC have missed a trick not to have red button stormsy commentary.
1: I know. <laughs> well, we will come to parenting as we always do, but me and Rob are obsessed because we're obsessed with sleep on this show, mm. with people who do breakfast radio and what yeah. their lives are like.
2: Yeah. So, well, in a word, terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there's also, do so you do the breakfast show on Five Live? Six yeah, till ten?
2: Is that uh, six till nine? Actually, six Slam. till nine. Um, yeah. So, what's even more annoying about that is that lots of people will say to you, "Do you know what? It's the perfect job for being a parent." <laughs> and I'm like. Well, it, it clearly isn't, <laughs> like, I get even less sleep than everyone else and no one else in the house is getting enough sleep.
0: <laughs> so you're six to nine and how old your
2: your child? Uh, he is 14 weeks, so it's all quite, oh, yeah. He must, you're
0: in the trenches, 14 yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how much
2: did you take paternity leave? Two weeks and then two weeks holiday, so four weeks total. Oh, and you're um, back
0: in the saddle. So, you're,
2: is it like London or Manchester? I'm, I'm London at the moment, and then we're schlepping back up to Manchester. Um, but, like, all of our friends and family are around here, so it didn't really make any sense to maroon us, uh, maroon us in, in Cheshire, where we know literally no one. Um, <laughs> so, so, where do you live? Yeah. Do you
0: live in Cheshire at the moment? But
2: we, well, we will. We will do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When you, yeah. when once the baby's a bit older, you'll be up there.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, not that much though. So I think in about two weeks' time. I'm, um, right. I think the the party line is I'm I'm excited to get back up there, and, and the reality is I'm dreading it.
1: Right. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously it's it's tough when there's night feeds going on, and you're going. I've got to be up at seven. Mm-hmm. But you're going. I've got to be up at three.
2: Yeah, well, three thirty actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's exactly what's what's happening. Um, and there's a there's a sort of sense. Well, I don't know if you had it, but I have where you feel a bit like a spare part because there's only so much yeah. that, as a yeah. dad you can yeah. do. So, so you, a lot of toast making
1: of, or getting water and yeah, stuff. Right,
2: it's sort of like hovering around on the periphery, just being yeah. ready to do anything that is asked yeah. of you, but fundamentally, a, a bit of a spare part. And, so, and is she
0: breastfeeding then is that
2: yeah yeah we can't really share it i mean i really have tried <laughs> know, but, but that's the thing it's so
0: different like because lou couldn't breastfeed it was like if you're a lot of bottled baby the, it's so much more split down the middle mm. but when mm. is the baby's breastfed the bloke naturally literally cannot do anything
2: no but to and, help and, with that kind of thing yeah and i i mean i actually i remember seeing this years ago and thinking that's Quite funny, maybe I'll get that. But you can get a sort of like prosthetic uh what well, tips and yeah, uh, like, like not, Paul Gascoy not, not permanent, but yeah, like yeah. strap-on ones, and then yeah. you can fill them with uh formula or whatever, yeah. and then yeah. you can as a man <laughs> sort of breastfeed. Wow. <laughs> and wow. That was
1: Are you tempted to go with the fake tip bowls?
2: I was <laughs> of course I was, and that in the end it doesn't I, it feels weirdly disrespectful to Ema somehow if I suddenly yeah. roll in. And, uh, With <laughs> a pair of fake tits. tits. A <laughs> yeah,
0: mansplaining. Here we go. I've got my own tits. Watch out. This is how you do it, love.
2: Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll get him to latch in no time. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and that's how you latch. That's yeah. how you latch, okay? <laughs> um, but anyway, so the thing that I find is then you have to be available and and sort of enthusiastic at all times. And so when, so what I do the changing, so when he, when he feeds at night, obviously I'm not doing the feeding, but I am doing the changing. So I am getting mm. up, not like every time, but sort of quite regularly. So I'm, I'm I mean, I'm completely broken. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there doesn't seem any way around it. I, no. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, sort of constantly looking like there was definitely a time in my life where when I told people how old I was, people would be like, no. And I feel like that has completely, in, in, in a matter of months, has completely gone. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm 43, and people are like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no, that's a
0: delicate way to say it. I'd would, I would say at the moment, I've, I've, I've seen you looking perkier. Yeah, yeah. You definitely look like a man that's got stuff going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if, I, if, if I saw you in the queue at St. and I had a big trolley full and you had some coffee and some bread, I'd go, go ahead, mate. Yeah. You, need to, <laughs> <laughs> you need to get out of this sharpish.
1: And so, what are yeah. your nights like when they, like, what time are you going to bed? Like
2: seven? Well, so pre pre baby, I was sort of trying to go to bed at about eight, and now it's Slipped to sort of nine, nine thirty, sometimes ten. I mean, we're really sort of, and I'm not like, I'm not a, in in many ways actually, not a Maggie Thatcher figure. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't sort of cope on four hours sleep. Like I'm, I'm terrible. I'm really, right. I'm, I'm an old school eight hours guy. Really? Are you? And I'm getting nowhere near eight hours.
1: No. Oh my word! And so, what's it like at three thirty when you've had those that broken night, and then you're like. What, what are you doing between 3.30 and 6?
2: So get, getting in and then doing prep for the show, because it's not annoyingly, um, yeah. it's not one of these uh, low effort. F- F- shows shows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> low Ira Wolf. Yeah. Low effort, high reward. You can't play – there's no music. Is there music
0: at that time? Of no, day? no,
2: no music. There's oh, no that music. That is brutal. It's just me chatting to people about quite a serious stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd say – yeah, I'd say because we we
1: I'd say we we cycle between uh two five and six in the mornings, yeah. and um the the sense of relief in your voice when you're talking about the last night's Premier League games is palpable.
2: Oh, yeah, and it, which actually is probably not a great compliment to my broadcasting skills you, should, <laughs> you shouldn't ideally be able to hear that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's happy
2: again. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> just
0: let him get through that bit i think i think
1: think you just sterling job i'm projecting i'm projecting
0: because chris evans famously used to turn up for his breakfast show as they were doing the news so actually his show had officially started at six or something he'd he'd swan in at two minutes past six and then start talking at three minutes past six
2: yeah i mean years and years ago i did a show on what was then xfm and you could, like, yeah, I'd, I'd sometimes be like running, running down the corridors, yeah. sweating to get in to be able to speak yeah. straight after whatever it was at the top of the hour. And you sort of. The Foo Fighters. Like, it
1: was the Foo Fighters, yeah, I tell you that. It
2: was it the Foo Fighters, or it was Kasabian. And you're like, well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's sort of straightforward enough, not to disrespect the fine work that, um, you know, Johnny Vaughan and Chris Moyles are doing over there, of course. But. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's hard you've got to concentrate because you've got serious stuff to chat about. Yeah, yeah, you, you do have to concentrate, it turns out. So um, that that is problematic. Uh, and I've had my first, sort of in the last two weeks, I've had the first time when my alarm has gone off. I've been doing the job for 18 months now, something like that, where the alarm has gone off and I've thought, what actually happens if I don't turn up here? <laughs> 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 how, 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 how bad is it? How many how many strikes do I get? Is it immediate yeah. dismissal uh, or is there a little bit of wriggle room? Yeah, Because, you know, new Dad, and, yeah, of course the guy's fucking knackered. Like, you got to, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I've, I've thought that a couple of times now. Yeah. I think we're probably only a few weeks off me actually putting it to the test.
0: <laughs> or like a footballer. You don't know, like a footballer where they just sort of just don't set up to training. But yeah. it, 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 it hangs on because you can't just sack someone if there's a gone. Track. so yeah. if this makes you feel better every single stand-up gig i ever do just before they announce because wherever you walk on the yeah. stage there's normally an emergency fire door i always <laughs> look at that door and go i could just go that way
2: Easy. yeah <laughs> welcome to <laughs> is- no, i've gone
0: there yeah it's every time so that's always in my head but i think that what i would say is rick you are i you're over the excitement of the newborn and all that buzz and energy you are just like in the proper trenches of like you're not getting much back from the kid it's not like they're running around cuddling and being cute and talking and saying that it's like hardcore graft where it feels yeah, like there's yeah, no yeah. sort of the buzz has sort of gone it's back to reality but
2: it will it will get better rick but but also in absolute fairness to the little guy <laughs> i mean i completely like i love him like he's great. Like the sort of the the, the actual being with him bit, I, I, yeah. I enjoy. It. And like every because because there isn't much that is being offered. A little smile. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like oh, I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. And it's just and it's probably a smile that he doesn't even know he's doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll take it. Yeah, completely.
1: Did you have like, were you told three months was a big target? I remember that being a big thing, that things will get easier after three months.
2: Well, I think I've heard all sorts of stuff, because obviously... Bollocks. Has, has, yeah, like, bollocks. It has bollocks to impart. Yes, oh, it was bollocks. Just, I,
1: was- I just wanted to reassure you that it is bollocks.
2: Okay, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... what the, the One of the main things that I remember... About the the birth itself was in the run-up. Like I, I sort of I, I like to sort of research and read about stuff, so I did loads of loads yeah. of reading and there's Good lots of science. And I was like, great, I can I can really get my teeth. Into
1: wasted it. your time there.
2: And, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you put together you know your birth plan, and I've got my printed out birth plan, and I'm there, and I'm all and I'm all ready to go. And there was just a a really bleak and sobering moment for me where i remember just as it's all kicking off and everything's going on and i just slowly just fold up my little a4 uh, but <laughs> just slide it silently into the <laughs> <back properly. laughs> be, um, yeah not gonna be needing that i don't think <laughs> <laughs>
0: How, how was you at the birth? Was you, did you stay composed, or did it <laughs> descend you well, sideways?
2: I nearly, I nearly fainted twice, which is um, really <laughs> humiliating. <laughs> there's, there's an amazing, um, well, twice actually. I got shouted at uh, once by the midwife, By or, Ema, or? Uh, once by Ema, once by a mi- by the midwife. The midwife uh, shouting at me, um, sir, sir, I'm going to need you to sit down and drink some of that Lucasaid. Specifically, the Lucas report for What was <laughs> then, you doing? What was you doing? To I just, <laughs> I just gone really pale, <laughs> no, <that's a> <laughs> and I was a bit wobbly. I think, um, and, I was, and I was so aware of it happening. I was, I was oh. like, you "Cannot, you cannot be this guy. You must not be this guy." <laughs> <laughs> guy. Um, and then later on, same. Just nearly, nearly felt like I was about to faint again. And, and Ema just started shouting at me about the being some fruit pastels in the bag. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think i cover myself in glory.
0: <laughs> oh, mate. It's horrible, though, because you, there's nothing you can do, isn't there? But your, your brain's kind of, what can I do? There's nothing. Yeah, you just have to watch. Yeah,
2: yeah you just, you've got to watch. You're watching the person you love most in the world go through something that is clearly completely unacceptable. <laughs> 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 From every possible standpoint, yeah. that, that should not be happening to anyone. It's yeah. a really bad system that evolution's done a very poor job on it, in my view
0: and then i was like the only thing i can be in control of is me not making it worse and then i was just making it worse by panicking yeah
1: (laughs) and i'm like no the only thing i can do i'm not doing did you did you find yourself because i found what i did was i focused so much on the birth as a thing that when we were then left with the baby it kind of took me by surprise if you know i mean i hadn't yeah thought about life after the birth, the birth was so central to that first child.
2: Yeah, no, I, yeah, it, it's a very, um, it's just a very surreal experience where you're sort of looking at this creature and being like, and now, you know, you've, you've had all of this sort of medical help and then they just go, shake your hand, best of luck. And then yes. obviously you sort of go, and you're trying to figure out how a car seat works. And uh, you know, you're right, you, you you fixate on on that and getting through that without particularly processing the fact that you're now going home with uh, a small human that you have to try and keep alive and you're not really entirely sure how to do that.
0: So could yeah. you, like you said, you're really into science and you like you like to read and prep. You, yeah. you know, your podcast, Eureka, is you talking to a scientist about yeah. science. And I've noticed in one of your episodes, it's like a scientific approach to being good at being a dad. Yeah. So it, what did you discover in that episode?
2: It's a real, as as you can tell, it's it's essentially just a vehicle for me to get answers to questions that I would like to be answered. I don't really <laughs> consider the audience at all. I'm just like, well, I want to know how to be a good dad, so let's get someone in to tell because, me. <laughs> because you're
0: you're into science and you've got a, like yeah, a, a, yeah, yeah. an official doctor scientist person on. But what made me yeah. laugh is one of your episodes is called "Is the Metaverse Going to Be Shit?" yeah yeah and I was like, this sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like the kind of science podcast i could get into yeah
2: well it's a reasonable question and the answer <laughs> if you can't be able to listen to the episode which is fine is yeah, uh, yeah of course it is <laughs> 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 but, but I think fundamentally um the, the sort of the reason that me and um michael who's the who's the quantum physicist i do it with wanted to do the podcast uh is that we both really like science and think science is really fun, but most science is presented in quite a dull way. Yeah. It's quite boring, or just quite reverential, and there's no need for it to be. And so we just kind of try and do it in a in a slightly more engaging way.
1: What did you find about what makes a great father? Then,
2: so it's all fairly straight. It's sort of stuff that you that you already know. The big thing I took out of it, and it's too early for that with um, with, with ours at the moment, is rough and tumble um, is apparently a really big part of like that's the dad's role is to do wow, rough and is tumble. It? yeah um for all sorts of kind of uh developmental reasons it's really good setting boundaries like you know, getting them to sort of read people's emotions and stuff but it's rough and tumble so it feels like it's quite good fun as well yeah oh, yeah really that that's good because i'm quite into good.
1: rough and tumble mainly because my children are the only people i can overpower <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs>
2: what a great it's the only time, time i
1: feel like i'm winning a fight yeah. we play trap which is
0: sort of uh, where I lay on the floor face down and they've got to try and run past me and then I grab them and trap them and they have to release each other.
2: That's, that's a good game. That's why I see BBC Daytime are interested.
0: <laughs> right. Also, they're getting a bit bigger now. It's starting to feel like jujitsu training. I might just take them down the gym <laughs> because that, but, but, but they get, as they get bigger, my seven-year-old, like she's like you know, quite tall now and quite heavy. And they, they used to jump on me, but she jumped from her bed. I was on the floor, so it's a bit of a leap from the, the bed, and jumped onto me with her knees like tucked up into my back. It was like a rock, like, and I was like, I was actually, I was like, And and she was like, "Oh, sorry." I'm like, "You can't do that." But they would they they would start yours is going to start to bash you up, Josh. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I enjoy it, though. It's fun, the old rough
0: and tumble. Um, what, Rick, I know you don't, you know, you're, the morning's are hard work now, especially with the little one. What I would say is, though, done by nine, yes. you're going to be able to pick them up from school every single day. And I, I get to do that quite a bit because of my, I, you know, I work randomly and stuff like that. So I do get to pick them up um, from, from school. And there's not still, I well, you know it's 2023, there's still not a lot of dads doing that. And to be able to do that is a real privilege, and it's going to feel amazing, especially to drop them off at school after work. No, no, most schools start after nine. No, before nine, Josh.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be. I'd have to nip out during show i think to do that <laughs> no i don't i think that's
0: psychologically damaging to do your day at work school drop-off and school pickup i think i think he needs it as a slow morning from
2: nine o'clock yeah. have an afternoon nap you've got to introduce the afternoon nap i can't the thing with the nap i do need to get better than that there's no there's no question when i have a nap and i think i've been like this since since i was a baby according to my mum and dad i just i wake up in a fury with a with a boy, hot face I don't oh, do you? like I don't know why. Like bright really? like bright red and just like so cross. And oh. hey, which is and that's no that's no way to live. <laughs> you really need your sleep,
0: don't you? You are a proper eight
1: hours old school yeah, guy. Yeah. You? Otherwise
2: I sort of turn into Hellboy.
1: <laughs> <And how's, laughs> is Ema good without sleep or is it what's it she, like she in seems, the
2: time? she seems much, much better on it. Yeah. I mean, given that very obviously it's much harder for her. Yeah, I think I'm suffering more. Like she's like she's incredible. Um, that, that's the other thing that I've definitely taken from this this whole experience so far. I was like, like wow. I don't, I don't know how you're. I I would be complaining so much. I mean, I'm complaining <laughs> quite a lot as it is. But, <laughs> um, yeah, like I don't know. I don't know how she's how she's doing it, but she seems to be coping very well and and enjoying it.
1: How are you? Have you done any long journeys yet?
2: Yes, uh, we did a really wonderful uh, journey back from West Wales oh. on holiday Monday. Oh, and, my uh, word. That was, a, that was a sweet seven and a half hours.
1: Oh, oh
0: In the car.
2: What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We didn't walk it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Although we might as well have done, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was, that, was, that was a big ask. But then on um, this week, and I can't work out if this is going to be – a good thing or a bad thing, but Ema's up for an award and the ceremony is in New York. So we are oh. going to New York on Wednesday. Oh, oh my with, word. With, with the baby. And I'm like, this yeah, like we should definitely, we should definitely do this because it's exciting you're up for an award in America. Yeah, and like, yeah. Yeah, great. Um, I, I, won, I, won, I wonder how that's going to go. <laughs> that, uh, oh my know.
1: word.
0: I'd say it's easier flying with a 14 a week old, than having like a toddler on a plane yeah because i think up, up to six yeah. months you can travel with them like i, I and I don't want to bring them around down early doors rick because like you say you, you <laughs> feel like you know 43 people have said that you're not that oh you look so good for your age that's sort of dying down a little bit <laughs> and you've got this it's gone, yeah, yeah. yeah and if you're you know and, and you might want more kids you know as well on top of the one you've already got i don't know that's that's up to you guys um but you until you your youngest is four. You will never enjoy a holiday.
2: Yeah, no, all pretty much all of my friends have said that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not my best friend's main advice to me before yeah. was like get in a really good holiday.
0: Yeah,
2: j- j- uh, as close to the, the birth as possible because you will you you will really cherish that. Because <laughs> yeah, if you <laughs> go for another kid, Rick, you're looking at being fifty before you relax on a beach. Yeah, I mean, imagine my. <laughs> so one of my other best friends, he's been incredibly smug um partly just because he's slightly smug but he had kids relatively early hmm. or for like for the rest of our friends anyway so he's got uh two daughters 14 and 11 and his thing has always been and so i'm basically done and he's you know he's like in his early 40s and i'm like i'm golden like they're going to be looking after themselves quite soon and uh and his wife is a little bit older Um, and then, and she got pregnant again, (laughs) they just had had a son. Oh yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Amazing. Of course, of course he loves the boy. (laughs) uh, (laughs) It's totally derailed. his like life plan. Yeah. He He thought it was all sorted.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Oh my word. I think you should be okay with two of you on that flight if you're bre- breastfed as well it should be able to like comfort is it a night yeah. flight or a day flight day are you yeah. doing dummies
2: yes yeah and i that, say that, yeah
0: that,
2: we we had a, i think our resistance to dummies broke after about 4 days maybe yeah it's fine <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. i think it.
0: the dummy thing is i think it's absolutely fine i've never met an adult at work still with a dummy in dummy no. <laughs> they it will it
1: will die down and so what's your day involve at the moment, Rick? What how much parenting are you looking at until bedtime at eight PM?
2: Well, I mean it's it's sort of it's just Are you on sick. a nap
1: schedule? Yeah. No,
2: no. We haven't got any sort of schedule yet. Um I'm quite interested in um in starting to sleep train. I don't know when I think that might be soon-ish.
1: I would say I think we started at six months
2: yeah i thought six months is one that gets bandied around that seems sort of yeah. reasonable ish and um, still
1: in your six months is, uh, presumably he, is he still in your room yeah and how are you finding that
2: it's fine because when i'm during the week i will then go into uh the what is technically his room that he yep. doesn't use and sleep in the small single bed um in a heartbreaking uh, fashion. And then he will sort of bring and it, that's where his changing stuff is. So Ema will bring him in and I'll be like
1: Urgh!
2: and then uh, sort of lurch out of bed, <laughs> change him. Um so, oh, so she'll so,
0: breastfeed and bring him in to change, wake you up. Yeah. she'll go back to bed, you change, and then you put him back in the next to the bed.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's, oh, it's yeah. the sort of
0: system. It's it's awful, isn't it? <laughs> like been woken up, light on, change that, fuck oh, it up. <laughs> It's... I'm, I'm I'm terrible in the in the morning. I don't need loads of sleep, but I am awful when I've just been woken up. I'm and like to the point where Lou would shout at me, because I wasn't doing it quick enough. And I felt like I felt like a confused old pet. You know, like you know, like granddads get all a bit old and confused at a bus stop, and then their young, they're tired child's like, oh, "Get on with it, granddad!" You like, oh, I don't know what I'm
2: doing. It's, I'm I'm so shit. I can't do it. The thing that I can't, I, I'm sort of disappointed in myself at is that. My body doesn't, so my my brain doesn't seem to be able to learn that that is a thing that's going to happen. So every time, it's the same sort of bewildered shock. As I was trying to wake up when I up. <laughs> like, yeah. I think by now I should be like, yes, okay, I'm awake. Yeah, it's changing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's what we do. I
1: I just don't think you ever get used to because you've had, in reality, you know, 40 years of yeah. not doing something the instant you wake up. It's so rare before you have children that you have to act upon waking up. Yeah, the snooze, but everyone's even the snooze button. That's not an option with a child.
2: No, it's just gone. It's yeah, the sad demise of the snooze button. Actually,
0: well, I've not set an alarm in the morning I've never set an alarm in the morning since kids. Yeah, because they're gonna be up at six unless you're going somewhere. Once when was getting a flight at six a.m.,
1: but not really. Not even for the school drop-off. I know yeah, I'll occasionally up. set an alarm when I have a nap. That's about as far as I go. With well, that's the alarm. thing
0: I've learned to get, when I get to gigs, I try and get to gigs at six, do my sound check, have something to eat. 6.30 to 7.30, I sleep. And then I have half an hour trying to cheer myself up to do the gig. And that's the only way I've managed to be able to be a present parent and gig in the evenings. Cause like what I was doing before I was like looking after kids getting there at like quarter to eight going on and just trying to run off the adrenaline, but you have to try and re, re like re-energize at some point.
2: Are you a napper, Josh?
1: Yeah, I like a nap. I think I, if I put a podcast on, I can be out like a light. Have
2: a go on Eureka. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's, good, it's good stuff, but some of it gets quite heavy. That'll send you off.
1: <laughs> yeah. It needs to be something like a list of a history podcast or something that's like a bit, not funny, but like a
2: bit backgroundy.
1: Do you know what and I mean? The, and the
2: voices don't really change. They're not too up and yeah. down with the last one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of just a monotone history podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: two, yeah, two middle-aged men talking yeah. about the sewers Crisis, and I'm gone. Do you know what I mean? And,
2: and incredibly, you've probably got a choice of 10, 15 podcasts that will do exactly that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Being released every day.
0: <laughs> I think you're going to you're gonna have to learn to nap, Rick.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to. Uh, yeah, I, I think, but it, it feels like it's going to be a real uphill battle because if I've always been like this, like my parents wouldn't let me, if we went on a car journey, they would. their whole thing was try and keep me awake the whole time because if I did fall asleep in the car, when I then got to get me out of the car, it'd be a complete nightmare. Um, right, so yes. I, I think it might just be, it might be beyond me
1: you get with your job to travel around to big sporting events and stuff, don't you? Yeah. So have you got any coming, any big things coming up where you're thinking, am I going to take the family to this?
2: Well, I mean, I was sort of wondering, I mean, it's not for a little while, but if we do the euros,
1: we yeah, Germany. Germany
2: next year, which I really hope we do. Cause it'd be fucking brilliant. And I was like, get a sort of, you know, get a camper van or whatever. And I vaguely floated that to, <laughs> to him, <laughs> it's like you seriously suggested we we travel around Germany in a camper van for six weeks so you can watch the football. <laughs> I like, you know, mean, I did that sort of thing where I was like, tried to go, No, of course, I'm joking. <laughs> no, 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 no we're not joking. I know we're not gonna do that. I said, no, I know, no, yeah, of course, yeah,
0: yeah. So, you'd have an 18 month old. Yeah. in a camper van so it'd be you driving to trying to find soft play centers in Cologne <laughs>
1: yeah. and also you'd be still be getting up at 3:30 bit in a camper van because you'd be hosting the breakfast show from Munich or something right
2: yes but with the time difference 4:30 so actually <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> when you're at work like
1: so when i in those early weeks and months i remember like Getting a text off Rose four minutes before going live on the last leg saying that she couldn't get our daughter to sleep and all that hey. kind of stuff. <laughs> Are you hosting the breakfast show interviewing, I don't know, Suella Braverman down yeah. the line and you're getting a text saying he's not latching on? What, from Suella about Rishi?
2: Yeah. Going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to the thing about doing your work when you're sort of knackered or, or whatever yeah so when i first started doing tv live tv when i was god i mean it's probably 20 years ago yeah, it was 20 years ago and my dad saying oh it'll be and my dad knows nothing about this like, industry at all and he, he just said oh it'll be it'll be difficult when you're on live tv if you've had if you've had like a if you're in a bad time or you're like in a, in a bad mood and i hadn't really sort of gauged that but it's so true that it's like the you have to put a you have yeah, to put yeah. your like you absolutely have to.
0: You can't kind of do your radio show and go, oh hello, yeah, um, yeah. Woke up a few times tonight. Um, we've got yeah, somebody, no one cares fundamentally. I cares. I'm
2: tired too. That's
0: why I'm listening to you to wake <laughs> me up.
2: Yeah, and particularly on the BBC, cause people are just screaming, "I'm paying your wages." Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: It is hard on the Beavis, especially that kind of show where you're talking about different opinions and stuff like that. Yeah. Do um, you do the final question, Josh? Well, this has been yes. brilliant, Rick. Thanks for doing it. I know yeah, it's probably been an absolute joy. The little
2: one. Um, well, where is the little one as we speak, Rick? He is at his grandparents' house
1: Making the last use of the grandparents before you move north.
2: Well, that's the thing; they they, they live like ten minutes away. It's it's perfect. Really <laughs> Sorry. <being set> up. <laughs> yeah. Stop laughing, Ron. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. <laughs> oh God. Oh my. Yeah. But actually, to be fair, they'll only be two hundred miles away. Um, anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could maybe you could find room for them in your camper van when you're touring Germany and Paris over next <laughs> yeah. summer.
2: The camper van that I was definitely joking about, Josh. Okay. Yeah, 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 of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the final question, Rick, what is, is about um, your partner and what is the one thing she does that frustrates you with the baby that's quite annoying and if she listened, you, she'd go, yeah, that is a fair point, actually, if you brought that up. And what is the other thing that she does with, like, she's so incredible and so lucky to have a baby with her?
2: Um, so she, like, I, I don't know what it is, so I'll, I'll, I'll deal with the second one first because it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> She has, like, I have completely mirrored what she does to rock the the baby to sleep. Like, I've scrutinised the exact action, replicated it, and it takes me a a, a minimum three times longer to get the baby to sleep. And and I'm like, it's like there's a sort of alchemy or magic going on.
1: It's like like when you can, some people can work out when a, a piece of clothing is a fake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... You're, tell you're the the sun. trying to pass off what she's doing. Yeah. And he knows.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he, he can smell it on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, rich you're the it.
1: stars in their eyes version of her being the actual pop star.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was coming through the smoke. Here <laughs> yeah, yeah, he comes like, well, again. Cool. Uh, and then the thing, well, this is not really a thing that I think, well, she would, mm, I wonder what she would think about this. Well, we'll, we'll find out maybe. Um, I, I think I probably have a slightly less militant. I would have a slightly less militant approach to the staining of clothes. So my feeling is of course, like, of course the baby is going to shit himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of
0: course
2: the clothes are going to get a little bit, you know, but then yeah. they're not in them for that long so they grow out of them and it's sort of fine. But, um, the what we have in place is, is a vibe where as soon as he soils anything, it gets put in a special pile, not the regular pile where we just put it in the washing machine where I have to, by hand with my fingers, oh, scrub oh. it with fairy liquid. Uh, and so I oh, scrub, uh. scrub the, 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 the shit stains out of the clothes. I'm doing this on a on a daily basis. Yeah, of course. And I think, yeah. you know, yeah, le- left to me, that's, that's, that's not happening. <laughs> that's well, not happening. Left to you, what are you doing? Well, left to me, I'm
0: just sticking it in the wash and, and hoping, you know. Can I can I, can I, can I, raise you one more straight yeah. in the bin? Yeah, yeah, not bad. My answer. rule was, if, what, what we bought, I said, let's not spend money on expensive, nice ones. Let's buy the cheapest, thinnest baby grows. That, you know, the white ones that go first layer before you put the rest of the clothes on. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And
0: then I know it's wasteful, but it's only a moment in time they are getting launched straight in the fucking bin. Life is yeah. too short to scrub shit out of cotton. I'm yeah. not doing it.
2: Yeah, why didn't I marry you, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> We'd both be terrible in the morning room. Really. Nothing will get done. um Fair enough. Well, I think mean, that's a fair
0: point. To be fair, that you don't want to be scrubbing <laughs> <shit> in <laughs> clothes <laughs> in your bare hands. It's
2: the face. It's, it's the it's the fingers. Like uh, it's just it's like directly on my fingers. I just get there and then I don't know. It sort of feels humiliating. <laughs> just say, just, say.
0: <laughs> just say you've done it, and it's in the bin.
2: That's what yeah. I did. <laughs> we seem to be running low on those but No, no, no. That's just just... <laughs> buy a job lot as cheap as
0: you can find them. <laughs> and Rick, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Good luck with your podcast, Eureka. Um, give it a listen. And um, yeah, it will get better. I know we're laughing, and it's annoying for you, but it will get better. <laughs> and what now is a terrible early start. Will when it. it's the summer holidays and half term, you are going to have so much time with your kids, and that is so important. And you're going to love it. So it's just hard now. Tr- trust, trust the process.
2: I'm, tra- I'm trusting the process. The I'm trusting the process. I'm trusting you too. Yeah, okay. All All right, right. Don't do cheers,
0: that. Cheers, Rick. All right. Cheers. Cheers, mate. mate. That's brilliant.
1: Thanks, mate. Rick Edwards, lovely bloke. Really funny, isn't he? He's a really nice bloke.
0: He, I feel like he's in the trenches, mate. Yeah, big time. Morale is low. I, I felt bad for laughing too much. But... No, that's ideal. It makes me feel better. I'm walking on air now. <laughs> the problem is, because our kids are getting older, it's getting slightly easier. Obviously, yeah. it'll get harder mentally, because they're going to become like teenagers and stuff, but it's physically slightly easier. Yeah. When you talk to somebody's right in the heart of it, you realise, it doesn't make you realise how much easier it is for us. Yeah, it's all relative, it. isn't it? Like we, We're are a we're bunch all... of
1: fucking losers. <laughs>
0: Uh, but right Rick Edwards um, listen to Eureka his new podcast listen to him on 5 Live and we'll see you on Tuesday see you Tuesday
2: guys bye